You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting with IDJ Impact and Matt Michaels. And it's just going to be us for tonight, folks. Uh, whenever you're listening, all of our other uh, members right now are in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestle dream is, 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 I guess, taking place right now. Of course, they still do their pay-per-views on sunday the same times that we record so we won't talk much about wrestle dream tonight make sure you tune in for next week and we'll let sin city steve and uh and hopefully and, the show uh of wrestle dream will be over by <laughs> the time we start next week right exactly it's amazing but anyway uh we're here and if you're watching us live make sure you throw your comments in the uh, chat box of uh, facebook twitch and uh, youtube we'll try to get it in and we, if you're listening to the podcast, thanks for downloading it. We always appreciate it. Well, Matt Michaels, we probably won't go through all of the uh, segments we normally do, but I thought we'd just kind of briefly talk about what happened this past week. Overall, uh, at least for me, because I didn't watch AEW, uh, wrestling wasn't too bad in the world of uh, for WWE. Uh, first off, isn't it amazing how important a crowd is to a show? Because for Raw, Ontario, which they never called it Ontario, they, they called it uh, the town that's 20 miles from or <laughs> 20 miles from LA or whatever they called it, or down the street from LA. They never termed it to Ontario for whatever reason. But dude, they were just hyped from the beginning, right? And it made the show like it, it made you just want to be a part of it. And uh, just shout out to them, man. Um, uh, they came to. Uh, uh to just have fun and the show to me if i had to almost choose i mean now we have listen we had no mercy so i will have to give that the winner but if there was no nxt raw would clearly be the winner just because of how high hype that crowd was uh what was your take though man what, what do you thought overall well i think that uh first off i think that they didn't use ontario that much because that is typically related to canada so ah that okay. yeah i can see makes that. a little little sense sure. um <clears throat> i think that what you're seeing now is um a revitalization of um the fact that fans you, you know uh, i mean we've talked about it before but i think the fans are really latching on to uh, the fan interaction aspect of what the WWE is presenting. And yeah. I think that that helps um, create a little bit more of a buzz. Um, it helps that they're able to, um, you know, not only the, the energy of the crowd, but to 
set up an arena for you know seven thousand people and have mm -hmm. almost seven thousand people or a full sellout there um i for, i forget what they set up for this show was but um having fuller houses really does help the energy in the building because yeah. of the fact that you know even with um even with the wwe or uh, AEW does it too when they purposely pump stuff in mm -hmm. um you can tell the difference when the crowd is um just actually reacting and yeah. um uh and it you can i think the performers uh you can see the um the level of performance go up because yeah. it's infectious with the live crowd and you want to uh get better yeah exactly i, I was um I, as i was watching it uh with lisa i was just going you know when a crowd is that hype if i was a performer it would just make me just want to i mean that energy just makes me want to even go 150 percent just because of that that hypeness. I mean, when you're just a dead crowd, it's like, you know, it's just like going to work, right? You you're just you're not feeling it. It's like I'm just here and it's the momentum is not there. You're just trying to get through the day. It's just a whole nother thing when there's a, a just a better interaction and you know, I think fans is definitely going to especially when they come to your town, have to learn that hey, I mean, they call you the WWE universe, but you have to bring that energy in for the type of show that you want to see. Well, and, and uh, you know, the um, the Wrestle Dream uh, pay-per-view uh, mm -hmm. had apparently about 6,058 tickets sold. Okay? Yeah. WWE House Show last night on Saturday night sold mm -hmm. 6,224 tickets. <laughs> so that you know that shows you the level of um popularity the the buzz um you know and and jim says it here they feed off live crowds energy the better the crowd the better they perform mm -hmm. which is absolutely true um and it's interesting too if you look at the aew crowd when they're into a match and they're you know chanting this is awesome or it tends to be inside the match, right? right. It, it tends to be, you know, more match oriented, which is something that that fan base really likes. Yeah. But with the WWE crowd, the fans go nuts for, uh, you know, the interaction with what is being said on the mic because there's more drama uh, and more comedy to what they present and yeah. you can tell the difference too i you know listen it, it it's always been the fact that it's a family event with the wwe and i think AEW fans who are typically males who um want to live back in the attitude era <laughs> yeah they don't like that they don't like that idea at all they they want to be the focus of the attention because it's right. for them yeah and if they don't like it well then it's shit. so right. and you got to look at you know you got to look at these sales and just go you know the, the product is hot again so oh, yeah. you know it's it's great to see 
Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Um, great matches. Um, man, they're really pushing uh, Dragon Lee. I mean, he was on Raw. He was also on SmackDown. He was also on NXT. But great match with even with Dom. I mean, they gave Dom the win for that. But um, I, I, I like the push that they're doing with Dragon Lee. Apparently, they're really making sure that, you know, I guess when Mysterio says, look, I'm finally done after wrestling <laughs> since I was a baby, um, we need someone to to kind of take over. Um, and you know, I, I thought maybe that would be Santos, but when I thought about it, I was like, well, Santos don't wear a mask, you know. But Dragon Lee, you know, definitely has that same look that uh that has you know that Ray Mysterio appears to have. So I, I think it's gonna be a big uh a big future for him. Uh he's awesome to see in the ring, and it was great to see uh him this entire week, you know. Yeah. And um, the the use of him, you know, as as the referee um, mm -hmm. yep. on, on the uh, the premium live event was something that worked as well. Um, yeah. I, it seems like if you if you kind of get the feel, it seems like Dragon Lee, uh, Carmella Hayes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking possibly Wesley as well. Mm -hmm. These are the guys that you're looking are probably going to show up in the Rumble, is my guess. Yeah. Um, or are, you know, on their way to getting the call up um, whenever that might be, possibly after WrestleMania. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, you, 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 you're seeing it. You're seeing them start laying out things. Um, the, what Dragon Lee has going for him is he's the same type of size Ray was. Yeah. Or is. I should yep. say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things about Ray that's always been his uh, work to his benefit is that he is not a big guy. So kids relate to him. Right. Yeah. You know, a, a kid can't be around the big show without potentially crying, right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but a kid could be around Mysterio and feel like this is someone that is not that much more bigger than them. And so it's it's a little more inviting. And yeah. I think that he's always kept that younger fan base. And once you get them, you know, as a fan at a younger age, then you have them for life. Um, the other thing that you're going to see, I think, with Dragon Lee is they're going to do the same thing they do with Ray, and that is because of that factor, um, you're going to see him pretty much be a face for his whole career. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, and I, I can see that. In fact, I th I thought maybe after this past uh, SmackDown match with Santos, I'm like, oh man, this maybe this is the turn I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see. Um, look like it's close to happening, but not yet. But um, yeah, as Ray was still, I was uh, I was saying, like Ray is almost always by himself. It seems like he, he does. He's rarely ever like teamed with anyone. So it only makes sense for when this split to come. Santos, he, he brings back his guys. And I even think Zelina even goes back and it just becomes uh, just Ray again. But Ray could be by himself and still, you know, energize the crowd and, and excite. So uh, I, I see the same thing happening for Dragon Lee. Well, well, what you could theoretically do if you really want to is you could have Dragon Lee just turn on Ray and join the LWO. The LWO takes out Mysterio. 
So, I mean, there, there's ways to set things up because one of the things that is becoming crystal clear now is that they are playing a lot more with gray areas. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing a lot more heel versus heel, face versus face. That's right. Yeah. And, that, you know, that opens the door to, you know, more scenarios of, um, you know, just not having to, you, you make the choice based upon the match in terms of who you like more. So, you know, you can put two guys together and they can wrestle each other if they're both heels. But if you put that, you know, one of those same heels with Dominic, then Dominic is the heel. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the same thing with your top baby faces. So uh, everything in the middle now is you're kind of playing that, that gray area. Um, you know, even with, with Lashley and uh, the Street Profits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, they made a heel move. But in certain scenarios, wouldn't they be the faces? Because they are kind of a cool, you know, horseman type, you know, wearing the suits and, right. you know, and, and you don't see that also, you know, once the last time you've really seen that reflective with, um, with African-American uh, wrestlers dressed right. to the nines and and carrying themselves really you know um it's it's something that i think can very easily turn into a very big popular face type thing yeah i could i could definitely see that um and i, and I like what they're doing also with uh with bobby and, and the street profits i i uh i know they should, heard- they should bring in steve harvey to manage them <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> yeah, that'll add to his fifteenth uh, job. The Steve Harvey just stays working. I don't. I mean, you would think this man got tons of bills he can't get rid of. Oh man, yeah. But but just imagine the suits that. Right. Oh yeah, that would be great. Those suits be sharp. I was trying to figure out why did uh, Lashley's uh why his jacket had a a tie instead of a uh, a button. I never seen that before. <laughs> I never no seen a tie that a or a jacket is that something i'm is that's new i don't know but uh yeah and, and seeing him in glasses too was right, yeah it's just like wow but again it's a different flavor it's like oh wait this is this is different this makes yeah. me paying a little more attention right yeah um the pay-per-view this weekend man i thought was was always it kind of you know i listened to last i wasn't on last week's show of course but i i listened and um and when Robert on our show had asked uh, Travis, you know, which show you think is best, and Travis threw out NXT, he was beyond shocked to hear that. But how can you not watch that pay-per-view or any other show that's on? And and I'm guilty of not catching NXT as much as I should, but I could definitely see why NXT would be chosen, at, at least for Travis, but for many others as being one of the top shows uh, uh, on a network right now. Um, in fact, I even challenged Robert. I, I, I saw him earlier this week. I'm like, I don't understand how you AEW guys cannot be fans of NXT. They're doing half of the moves that you love to see. It's just that when NXT, we have storylines built to it that's 
a, a more entertaining and, and, and more inviting versus you guys just looking at wrestling matches. So I don't know, but I thought this, this pay-per-view was awesome. Yeah, it, it really, uh, it really was uh, a great show. Um, you know, the, the thing that they're, they're doing very well is that the mix in of the veterans with, mm. or, or the main roster, even right. if you want to call it that too, uh, with the, the younger talent is really paying off. Um, it is when you open up with Braun versus Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin is one of those guys that you absolutely just do not give a shit about, right? And now all of a sudden, he has something where you go, I'm kind of invested into what he's doing. Yeah. And it's not that I'm going to be a huge Baron Corbin fan. It's that I can actually now, for once, believe that he has the potential of beating a guy like Braun. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that's important. And then you can, you know, you can start off a show like that with those two guys. And there's your future going against a guy who, you know, has a job because of the fact that he can put a bigger guy like that over and make him look good. Yeah. Um, you're, you're seeing that now in NXT. And I think that's, you know, that's where he belongs until he, gets his release right right um i think that uh you know the the idea of having dominic in there uh it seasons dominic a little bit more but dominic has more camera experience than most of these guys right uh and he's the hottest heel no matter where he's going to be on television so you know putting him in that scenario and then um you know, getting a chance to drop the belt uh, to Trick and seeing Trick now get an an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and what is going to happen with Carmelo and him now that Carmelo lost the title? Right. And remember, Carmelo was the North American champion for. Uh, you know, a nice amount of time. Yep. And maybe Carmelo thinks that he should get that opportunity from Trick. Right. You know, so this is a way to put Trick over without having to have the big title in the picture. Right. right. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do it for the championship, the, the NXT championship. Uh, it gives a chance for Ilya Dragunov to be the NXT champion, which is a fucking brilliant move. Yeah. Uh, and, and that goes to the point about someone like Rob uh, not, you know, not enjoying it. It's like b- you don't enjoy it because you're not familiar with it. Right. And something in you doesn't want to give it a chance. And right. that's the problem. Um, I think that, you know, NXT has been the best show that they've done for years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Period. And one of the, the things that keeps coming is that for whatever reason, those certain fans just do not want to like um, the black and gold. When that went to 2.0, holy <laughs> shit, right? Right. 
<laughs> you would have thought that someone came and just like murdered the childhood of these <laughs> right and it's like there was nothing that was different other than you had new fresh faces and so what you got rid of adam cole and those guys they had another place to go and guess yeah. what those are the fans who were complaining so they got to see those guys and adam had to he had if i remember correctly he had the opportunity to stay but he didn't want to stay because he wanted to go be with his friends well adam cole was going to be a manager and that's what they offered him and bring him up and you know and, and be a manager so he didn't want to do that which makes all that sense you know yeah. if you're going to go to the main roster you want to continue wrestling and there was a lot of shit going on with those people brought up to the main roster who got miss used because vince had no fucking clue what was going on with those right. guys he didn't watch the product but the the thing now is there is a coherency between sean michaels and triple h yep and and it's paying off um yep. I, look garrison waller is fucking phenomenal and austin theory is now getting that you know that rub to you know continue to build him to where he should be um, those two working together, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. You know, um, Becky Lynch working with Tiffany Stratton, that match was was phenomenal. It was. And Stratton, you know, said, <laughs> you know, this this is what I do. I, I'm challenged. I go out there. I do exactly what I'm supposed to do. Even though I didn't win. I've elevated myself and I'll see you guys at the main event of WrestleMania sooner than later. And it's true. She's becoming a fucking superstar. Yep. And, and we didn't even mention the biggest news of the week with Jade finally <laughs> getting announced as being signed. Yeah. You know, and what's interesting is, uh, you know, on SmackDown, they, they put up those news releases the press releases right to make it a very prominent signing even though only what 500 to 800 thousand people know who the hell this, this <laughs> woman is right right so they know that what they need to do is make it seem like this is a very big signing right um you know, if Wardlow is ever able to get out of that contract, um, you know, Tony Khan, he just doesn't fucking know how to do a business that depends on not patting yourself on the back, but branding these people to sell more merch. To yeah. make them bigger names, because a guy like Wardlow, put him in the WWE within four years, he is quite possible. He could be. Let's put it this way: he could be the guy that, if you wanted someone to beat Roman Reigns, mm -hmm. that's how you make a guy. Right. Yeah. You bring in a monster like that, you fucking yeah. build him up, and then you have him beat Roman Reigns. And it, you know, it would make the guy and he would be a fucking star for the next 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I was uh when you was talking about uh selling merch, it just made me think right quick. Uh, one of the funniest things I saw on SmackDown was the video uh package for Pretty Deadly. And oh man, <laughs> wasn't that just great? And did this the, the hashtag Elton uh strong uh yeah. shirt. I'm not gonna lie, for a quick minute, I was like, I should get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's I mean, what they did, uh, you know, the last few weeks with the, you know, the whole idea that, I mean, you know, last week it was just fucking hysterical when the nurse kind of turns to the camera and goes, I have no idea what they're doing. He has a shoulder injury or whatever it was, and they're working on his legs. (laughs) It was just funny. And then this whole vignette of him just trying to get out of the wheelchair just to make a tag. The whole point of that whole video was for him to learn how to tag again, which is fucking so smart. It is. That, you know, this, the, I mean, again, it's like this is the difference between what, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you can appreciate yeah. all types of different wrestling, right? Yeah. But if you are a fan of, you know, hating the WWE, then that's exactly why you fucking hate the WWE. Yeah. It's because they're entertaining and they don't hold any bones, right? Oh, well, a team like that, how can you take them seriously when they're doing that shit? Because it's entertaining. And we know that they're chicken shit heels. They're, you know, they're full of themselves. Right. And when they win titles, it's entertaining because now these guys shouldn't retain the titles. Right. Right. But they figure out ways to cheat, to win, you know, to hold on to belts. And that's what makes the soap opera week to week and her fucking taining, you know, not just, you know, the young bucks getting a number one contendership again at wrestle dream, you know, like what the fuck do those guys need? Goddamn fucking title shots for they're the fucking EVPs. Right. Who fucking cares about them now? You know, it's just, again, it's exhaustion. And why the hell, you know, why wouldn't you want to see just something that, you know, you can get behind or you can dislike, but either way, you have a reaction to it. And I think right. that, that kind of gets lost. The WWE makes you react. And and Cena, dude. I mean, again, Cena elevates a fucking show. Absolutely. And for once, now you can say that someone who isn't um, a prior star, you know, someone who's was a star within the last fifteen years, looked exactly the same level of star as Cena. Yeah. And, you know, Ricker has been working on this for almost 20 years and he's ready because he stood toe to toe with John and John sold that fucking mm-hmm. contract signing. You know, you go back and you watch his face. He sells that like it is the biggest goddamn surprise like anyone came out and helped him, <laughs> let alone him. Right. <laughs> like, this is unreal. Now I don't have to do this alone. Now I have a partner. Right. 
you know, it's just it's it's incredible storytelling again because of the fact that you you just you don't get a sense of that uh, a lot of times. Well, and and not you know not to, you don't want to just rag on AEW, but you can watch uh, some of the other you know programs that are out there wrestling shows and. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you just you don't get that level of storytelling sure and, and that's the big thing um you know uh impact does a good job at storytelling but a lot of times it isn't the same um it isn't that same level it isn't that yeah that heightened level of you know just guys who know how to just nail those moments right so that the camera captures that and now that's something that lives on in the video packages leading up to the match for the next week or right. you know the history you know when you see things you see those kind of moments and that's what lives on right absolutely uh as we get ready to sum up uh because we do have our three count where we're actually going to talk about the uh the young bucks uh, uh a fan literally said, <laughs> yelled out to him, you are a cancer to pro wrestling. So we want to definitely talk a little bit about that. And um, and then, yeah, Matt Riddle. Uh, apparently, there are multiple pro wrestling and MMA companies that are interested in Matt Riddle. But uh, we finally kind of saw what led up to his uh, dismissal. So all that's going to be on three count coming up uh, quickly, though. Was there anything on AEW this week that, I don't know, caught your attention you thought was worth mentioning or. I mean, the in all honesty, the uh, AEW's whole thing was the setup for Wrestle Dream. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, Steve's going to, you know, suck yep. the dock of Wrestle Dream. We all know that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, it's going to be the biggest thing uh, ever to happen. Brian Danielson and whoever, uh, Nick Saber Jr. or whatever the fuck, Will Osprey Saber right, Jr. Right. or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things that did astonish me is uh, Jake Hager has officially retired from MMA, um, <laughs> even though he hasn't actually fought since uh, I think it was 2020. Um, he had been working last year to, to come back, but I think he had one of the best things that I've ever heard, yeah. uh, in his, in his, his comment about his retirement. Um, mm -hmm. he, and he did this during a virtual signing with KNS WrestleFest. He confirmed his retirement from the sport quote, officially I am retired from MMA. I trained hard last year, but Bellator was jerking me off. <laughs> and I retired and I am now just focusing on wrestling now. And the plan is to continue wrestling. It's who I am. I've been around wrestling since five years old. So I hope I can do it as long as Chris Jericho is doing it. I just got to keep working, keep on getting better. I think they were jerking him around, not jerking him off, <laughs> but you know, if Bellator does business like that, I highly suggest if you're in an MMA <laughs> setting, go to Bellator and maybe you'll get jerked off too. <laughs> oh, 
man. Oh, man. It's so important to, to read and reread and reread and then reread before you say or post anything uh, that could make you really sound silly. <laughs> so, wow. Well, there we go. Um, all right, guys. Look, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. This is our uh, wrestling talk just for this past week. Again, next week. Uh, we should have uh, most of the crew back, and we'll get to really hear how exciting uh, Wrestle Dream was. And we also have the pay per view that's going to be coming up for WWE, right? Right, WWE yeah. pay per view on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, you know, and are we going to have to listen to that annoying fucking New Yorker talk about how fucking great Wrestle Dream was, but how shitty the WWE pay per view was? There is a there is a possibility. But we will see, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we're trying to warn him in advance and uh, tell him to uh, watch WWE's before you start uh, ready to attack it, you know, but it might be tough for them, man, because they, they can nitpick anything uh, of WWE. You know, and that pisses me off. He's a New Yorker. He should be fucking loyal to the New York fucking brand. <laughs> He's one of the ones that, uh, that just got tired of, Vince McMahon and and I guess for some reason probably think Vince McMahon is still running the company, you know. Yeah, and and apparently he thinks that all women uh, dress like whores when they wrestle. So, <laughs> oh man, Rob's gonna have to uh, have to learn the ways, <laughs> uh, or, or Matt Michael's gonna be right on him. All right, man. Uh, everybody might even be jerking him off. <laughs> Oh my, can't believe you said that, but I shouldn't be shocked. All right. All right, y'all. Just, just call me Bellator. Call you Bellator. Oh man. All right, y'all. Look, thanks for hanging out. Uh, for everyone that's watching, we'll be right back to three count. Definitely jump back on if you're listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. Tuesday's three count will be uh will be there and you'll get a chance to hear that as well. All right. Until then, take care. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting. <laughs>